I think yeah. if they win the the first five innings, they win the game. What a hot take, man! Um, <laughs> if they score more runs, if they, they score more, the more runs, <laughs> what they get? Everybody, welcome back to another edition of Beyond the Diamond Podcast here on the Apollo Podcast Network. Brian Lalima, Apollo Dez, Jostros here with you. We got the sticky stuff, we got sweat, we got rosin, we got everything here for you. As the Astros and Phillies are tied at one game apiece, they are headed to Philly for World Series games three, four, and five. Dez, Josh, how we feeling after uh, two games at Minute Maid Park? Uh, yesterday was a must win. And they won. And I think that's a statement uh, to the team, to Dusty, to everyone in the organization. Um, you don't want to have a must win in game two of the World Series, but they did and they executed. And now it's a best of five. Um, and you like to think you have the advantage with Lance McCullers Jr. and Christian Javier against a bullpen game and a rookie. So um, being able to take care of business splitting is um, doesn't, it's not always good. But in the realities of it all, you split. Now it's a best of five, and, and, and we move. Just means you have to win two or three in Philly. Yeah, and I think it lines up. I think it lines up yeah. well with what you have. I think uh, obviously you could play the coulda, shoulda, woulda game. Um, all, all, you know, we should be up to nothing. Blah blah. blah. I, I mean, I did yeah. it to myself walking back to the the car on Main Street. But I was like, you know what? Splitting, splitting's good. So what's your what's y'all's vibes? I think my my vibe is. Um... You know, I'm starting the podcast with this hat on. I'm starting. I was gonna. The podcast. I was gonna ask you: Is that is that an illegal hat? Um, the hat is legal as of right now. The hoodie is also legal. You can find both of these pieces of merch at ApolloHOU.com. So check that out. Bear me in the H hat. Uh, F and nasty Lance McCullers Jr. hoodie. I digress. Um, yeah, my vibes are. You know, Phillies fans are fucking soft. We can dig into the team and how the Astros played in a couple of uh, in a couple of minutes, but let's let's just let's just get to this. Martin Maldonado used a bat that didn't meet the Major League Baseball specs. It was not a competitive advantage. It was a safety issue because Major League Baseball outlawed that version. What back in I don't know 2010 because there it was flying into too many pieces when it broke. Albert Pujols had his grandfather then, so again it was not a competitive advantage issue it was a safety issue you know that it's that's a really bad um conspiracy theory when dan clark is the voice of reason and he's defending the astros <laughs> so yeah. you know they, they ran with that and fuck Tom Perducci for, what is for that? running that article and not yeah. giving further context to why yeah, they, the espn tweet was just that like one too horribly yeah yeah marley so this, marley this rivera broke. This broke during the game, correct? Yeah, yeah. mid-game. Yeah, Maldi's mid first at-bat. Marley Rivera uh, of ESPN wrote the article, and the ESPN headline was Maldonado. I forgot the exact headline. Y'all can look it up. But uh, basically, it didn't give any context. It just insinuated that Marty Maldonado and the Houston Astros are still cheating. Well, and they put his stats like that mattered. Right. They're like, Martin Maldonado. Oh, he was uh, one. Was deemed, yeah. He's deemed for using an illegal bat. He went one for three with an RBI. It's yeah. like, what, what does that matter? And then like, Marley Rivera quote tweets it and says, for more context. And then he lists the details of how it was a safety concern rather than a competitive advantage concern. So yeah. the tweet goes out from ESPN. 
It was really no big deal at all. No, it's not. But of course, anything and everything that people can do to label the Astros cheaters, they're going to do. So that's number one. Number two, it's something that we have seen Mar- or, uh, we have seen Framber Valdez do it all year long in every game. He's always rubbing up baseballs. He's always he messing with his glove, messing with his – he's doing everything. He's a sweaty boy. We have seen it all season long. He changed his glove and he changed his cleats. He came out with like some custom yellow-orange cleats. He had a two-tone glove. He changes it, and oh my God, Phillies fans, actually pretty much all opposing fan bases, like took that and ran with it. I I saw so many different tweets from Philadelphia media, specifically radio guys, that were bitching and moaning and complaining about him and having a sweaty hand, taking his glove off, and then rubbing his right hand, even though he's a left-hander. Oh, is he hiding the sticky substance in his glove? Yeah, right. Okay, so here's my thing. Let's say he did have it on his glove hand, okay, his right hand, and he's rubbing up baseballs, which we saw all game long and we saw all year. Okay, that would be one way to add sticky substance to the baseball, correct? I think we can all assume that, right? Yeah. After he gets done with that inning, if he was using sticky substance on his right hand, his glove hand, and he was using it to throw with his left hand, wouldn't the sticky substance still be on his hand? And he was getting checked. How many times did how many times did they get checked? Every 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 inning, every other inning. And they're like, "Why aren't they checking his right hand? He's wiping his right hand off." They check both hands. They, dude, and the hat. They go. They go like this. Yeah. And if they need to, they can check his ears, like they check the ears of Joe Musgrove when when they're playing the Mets. Especially if if all these fans are noticing this. I guarantee you the umpires are watching as well. Oh, and they yeah. check, yeah. and they're like, okay, he's, he's good. And Rob, cool. Rob Thompson, was at, the manager of the Phillies, was asked about it, and he said, yeah, we saw that he does all these little things, but he's done it in the past. We saw him do it his last outing. It almost yeah. seemed like he was perturbed, and, and, and that's obviously, like, Thompson, like, he's the rival coach in the World Series, and he was just like, yeah, like, if something was actually going on, they would have caught it. Like they would have done it right there. And right. I think he doesn't want the excuses either. Yeah. And, and I think, I think if you want to make an argument for anything, it's Frambert having 97, 98 out of his ass. Like that's what I would hang my hat on, but yeah. not the spin. I think his spin was yeah. actually like, I think, I think 87 RPMs different. And I was like, yeah. at one point with adrenaline, like at one, yeah. point, within normal series. deviation, at yeah. one yeah. point it was 76 RPMs higher. At one yeah. point, and I think it got up to 80, whatever it was. That's not two, 300 RPMs higher. Yeah. And I think I think it just shows the casual fan watching baseball in the social media world during the World Series. Like, we've seen Framber change his outfit multiple times. Framber Valdez is a guy, doesn't matter if he gets up 10 runs or he has 10 strikeouts. He's going to have a 1,000 Instagram stories about his day. Like, right. that is Framber <laughs> Valdez. He loves the flair. He loves the theatrics. He loves the antics. And he's done it time and time again. And so, I think it just shows off like the the casual fan watching and the casual I, media person covering the game in the World Series and we've talked about it on here. We're we're one of, you know, arguably one of the top people to cover here in Houston and we're not credentialed. But you have LA Times and like the Philly Philadelphia Inquirer, like TMZ, all these other people here and then they see it run the run with the fucking headline grab because you know they're gonna get clicks and interactions and engagement. Hey 
create some original fucking content and get your own engagement rates up. Yeah. Get your numbers up. Anything that get mentions Astros up. and potential cheating yeah. is going to get, the, they're going to get, we could title, we could title this YouTube episode and be like, Astros cheating. We'd be like, oh, like yeah. that. It'd be we like should. 150K views. Well, like, <laughs> we should. It, like bare minimum. And it's just a troll yeah. on all the fucking casuals who don't watch baseball, don't yeah. realize who's pitching. Like it, it's no difference if, if Wheeler changed gloves or cleats. Like, Baseball players are weird. Pitchers are even weirder, and they have their own different sh- like sticks, yeah. and they have their own different things. And, and baseball players are just creatures of habit. And, and if something feels off and weird, they're gonna change it. We had, we saw Bregman literally shave a mustache off in the middle of a, <laughs> the middle of a game last year. Yeah. Like, yeah. Baseball players do their own stuff and have some fucking wherewithal at the end of the day, and don't take a little cheesy fucking tweet. And say Astros cheating just because you can't get your engagement numbers up. How many times have you seen a player that never uses batting gloves in the middle of a slump, in the middle of the game, go and put batting gloves on? How many times have we seen guys come out wearing a certain set of cleats in the middle of the game, they go and switch to a different set of cleats? And you hit it perfectly, Des. If you've never been with been around a pitcher or hung out with a pitcher, they are weird fucking people. That's why they're called POs. That's why they're called pitcher only. Framber Valdez does all these different little quirky things on the mound that we have seen in his entire career. And you can literally see it. Like if you want to get, you know, even more in depth to it, watch what he does before a game. Like when he's on the mound, he's literally sitting there on the mound with his eyes closed, looking up, breathing because of the sports psychology that he's been going through and the coaching that he's gone through uh, to help with the mindset. Alex Bregman and Altuve talked about in the post-game media availability. The biggest thing they've seen from Framber Valdez is the mindset and the self-confidence in him because he took the extra step to hire some kind of sports psychologist or whatever the the correct title is of that coach that is helping him with this. So he's going to do all these little quirky things. But people that are rife that that hate the Astros or are playing against them will do anything and everything to find a way to try to say that the Astros are cheating. And last night, there were two instances, if you're a casual fan, that you were going to sit back and say, look, the Astros are cheating. They're using illegal bats. Check everybody else. And oh my God, the guy on the mound is definitely using some kind of sticky substance. But in reality, the Astros are just fucking good. And they have been good. Look at this run that they are on. Six straight ALCS appearances Four out of the last six years, they've been to the World Series. Stop with the bullshit. Stop with the, let's find cheating allegations. Let's do this. Let's do that. Find more original ways to get better clicks on the internet. Be better at your job and write some shit with some stuff substance. And I think a big thing, as Brian is just, just God, dude, full it, dragon it, fire. It, it fucking beyond me, dude. It, it fucking frustrates the hell out of me. Why can't people just sit back and say, you know what? They they cheated. They did some sh- shady shit in 2017. Okay. Dude, it is 2022. We are on the verge of 2023. Let that shit go, man. Let it that's, go. That, there are, that's where I give props to some of them that, that, do, that do it right. Right. And then there's so many other organizations that have been accused of doing the same thing. And we've said this a thousand times here on Beyond the Diamond. The Astros were made out to be the scapegoat because it was a league-wide problem and they just wanted it to keep it in-house with just the Astros because if you open up that can of worms, it shows that every single team in this fucking league is doing the same thing or was doing the same thing. Here we are in 2022, and people are still talking about it. I think 
I think it like look the Astros don't have the benefit of the doubt, right? But what they do have is sustained success, sustained wins. They're in another World Series, and they have an opportunity to put it all and pull it put it all to bed with with three more wins. And that's probably only going to put to bed like the tip of the iceberg. You're still going to have a bunch of people chirping and saying they did shit, but who fucking cares? They're not a fan anyways. They're just doing it to to get engagement and and get interactions and do all that. So fuck those people because we're going to win for the people that actually love this team, love the city, love this fan base, love everything about them. And that's who you win for at the end of the day. I'm not playing and winning for the people to, to change their opinions. Their opinions are going to be with them forever. 2080, the Astros are still going to get booed in opposing parks. Who fucking cares? Yeah. Play for the play for your teammate. Play for your brother. Play for the name on the chest, like Blummer said. And at the end of the day, that's who you play for, and that's who you win for. Like I, I don't care about anyone else. Like when we do content, it's not for the, all the all the haters and all the people. It's for the people that believe in us. It's for the people that have have stuck their necks out for us and, and believe in our product. And it's the same thing with the Astros. Dude, they're not playing to change those people's perspective or their opinions. Right. They're not. No, I mean, they're and they're not gonna they're not gonna change. That's just human nature. But who they are playing for is their teammate, their brother, their families, everything like that. And I think it just brings them together. And and as we shift to go to Philly, the Philly fanatics, I mean, yes, they're going to be loud. I mean, they're the same group of people that ate, were eating horse shit after they won the Super Bowl. Like, they are just a different fanatic of a fan. And they're going to be loud. But it's nothing that guys haven't seen. Seattle was loud. The Bronx was loud for a minute. And so, like... It's nothing's going to change. We have Lance McCullers Jr. on the mound in a big game, and I wouldn't want anyone else to send a message early and often what Lance McCullers Jr. is going to do. And I think that's what Framber Valdez did yesterday. He he stepped up. He kept them all off balance. I think what he ended up with nine nine punch outs. Yeah, last night it's over yeah. six and a third. Um, got double plays when he needed it. I mean, hell, he had almost damn thirty pitches in the first inning, and he went six and a third. Like Dusty. And, and and we'll get in the offense just jumping all over Wheeler, but Dusty treated him like a staff ace and a workhorse that we've seen time and time again. Hey, I have an off day tomorrow, right? Let's not use the pin, extend the pin until we have to. Let's send the guy back out there. And that's what they I did. Gonna, I was going to ask you, what did y'all think of that? Is him sending him out for the seventh? I, I liked it because of the of the lead um, and, and trying to steal an inning. I guess he technically just stolen out, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, it was interesting. Montero going like 35 pitches was very interesting uh, after the whole Schwarber uh, foul, foul home run and then to the warning track and then facing Harper with the guys on. Like that was very interesting to me. Um, but I thought I thought the game was managed well. And look, I, I know, I think Josh, you, you have the tweet or you put in the group message, you didn't like uh, the Philly scene in our arms. And I agree, like it's it's kind of, you know, circa 2017 and 19, like they're getting to see the arms, the top arms. What? But you yeah. had to win. It was a must win. You, yeah. You, and you had no, to pay I, off. And when, like, and when I sent that, I didn't, I didn't realize Montero was going to go for yeah. an inning and a half. Yeah. So they, they haven't seen Stanek or they did saw Stanek for one out game one. They saw Naris for only one out game one as well. So they've, they've only, only seen, seen press and Montero over, overextended, I think. Yeah. Yeah, oh, and they saw Abreu for an inning and a half, and, inning and two thirds. But I think one. I think I mean I I you know they're starting to see the bullpen. They they saw the bullpen a little bit, but I mean 
boys, we're in the we're in the World Series. Like these are yeah, who cares at this point? Yeah. You know, like but, I think I get it. I get it to a persp- I get it to a standpoint, but then again, it's like wh- who else? You know, what else are you gonna do? No, like, you, you gotta win. Yeah, yeah, and 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 look, like we don't have to rehash game one. I mean, we all went through. We all saw what happened. Justin Verlander got five runs and and he couldn't finish the deal, right? And so I think and, and what the bullpen has done and continue to do all season has just been fucking nails, and so. I think yesterday by throwing Naris and Montero and Presley, like you had to win that game. And even though Montero and Press yesterday, sorry, Montero and Press, not, not Naris. So it was, it was five to one, but yet, you know, and like we talked before we came on, there was the Pena uh, fielding the ball in the hole, trying to toss it to Altuve for whatever happened. Um, Yuli had an error. Um, Pena going out to right field. When Kyle Tucker's calling for the baseball, luckily they made the play. But if a couple of those things don't go for the Astros, then who knows what the hell happens? So even though it's only five, even though it was five to one, you may say, oh, well, four runs. Well, we saw what happened the other night. So I think regardless, like you have to go with your guys. And if they beat your guys for some whatever the reason is, if they hit them around, then look, you you tip your cap and that's big league baseball. I mean, um, I just think like the biggest feel for me right now is I was in the clubhouse after game one and there was not one bit of concern. You could just feel it as you walked in. It's like Stanek talked about it. Tucker talked about it. And they both said, look, baseball happened tonight. Baseball happened. There was a couple of hits here. A couple of things went their way. It didn't go our way and baseball happened, but dude, it's just one loss. We'll be back tomorrow. And I think you saw it yesterday with the offense taking it to Zach Wheeler. Uh, they had the game plan to jump on him early. I think they had a really good game plan. Obviously, three doubles to start the game is is awesome. Uh, the hustle, the hustle down the line, the hard ninety to to make uh, a tough throw from the shortstop and not a pick. And so we stole a run there. And so I, I think I, I think this team just has this quiet confidence in it. And the Phillies, I think, needed two in Houston. I really, I truly believe that. And splitting is a is an optimal win, even though probably Houston should be up two nothing. The coulda, shoulda, wouldas. But uh, you have this team starting to heat up, and it starts with Mr. Altuve up top with three knocks, right? And and we saw it um, spread it all over the place, left, center, right, and uh, obviously Jeremy Pena's been a been a just a dude in the playoffs, been a dude all year. Jordan Alvarez looks like he's turning around, had some really good at-bats uh, as of late, even though uh, the hit column isn't on fire. But I think he's taking really, really good approaches to the plate. And then Alex Bregman, and I and I said it on our, our pre-postseason preview before the ALDS, the guy was my dog of October, my guest. And he's just been an absolute dude. This is, this is 2019 runner-up MVP Alex Bregman in this in this form for the last four and a half to five months yeah I, I um I think what the lineup is with what we've seen with Altuve here lately if you get going if he gets going and continues and and he rides that into Philly like look out look out because yeah. we know that the Astros go as he goes and they made things happen when he wasn't going earlier on in the playoffs but now you're starting to see Good at bats. And the, the big tell for me last night for Altuve is the baseball that he hit to right. To right field. Yeah. yeah. It's up. It's 100%. Dude, it's up. He gets the foot down. And it was like, I mean, let the baseball get as deep as possible and literally just slap it the other way. That's vintage Altuve. And the ball was up damn near above his 
almost yeah. to his chin. And he's when, he, when he's hitting those and pulling doubles. Yeah, like, and he keeps, in the, same keeps the hands inside, slaps the other way. That's vintage Jose Altuve. That's when you're yeah. like, oh shit, here he comes. Like he's and coming. I, and I didn't hate the stolen base attempt. That was a perfect throw by Real Muto and tag and a hell of a tag. A hell of a tag, man. Hell of a play all around. Tip your cap and keep moving. No, I loved. I figured at one point last night he was going to try to steal second, and in that moment it made sense, and he just got thrown out. It's not yeah, bad yeah. base running. It's just a better play by the catcher. Yeah, and by Gene good, Segura. What do yeah. we make of the fact that the Astros have scored all their runs off of only Nola and Wheeler? They haven't scored a, a run off the bullpen <clears> yet. Are we concerned? Or we I'm think not, I mean, just- I'm not. I'm not concerned. I mean, it. I mean, we knew coming in. I think for me, I, 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 we knew coming in. Like, I mean, yeah, Nola and Wheeler are good, but they're they're not the best frontline starters. I I think it's it's advantage Astros in the sense that. They haven't got to him yet, but a bullpen game looms, yeah, and you're yeah. gonna see these guys again. And and it's the second and third time the Astros start seeing the people, uh, the numbers start ticking up. And so I think Which was a good play, good play by Rob Thompson last night, not throwing. Yeah, hundred percent his main guys. Yeah, but he, I mean, he shouldn't have because of the the score, you know, chasing yeah. chasing five. But I I think. I think we've seen an appropriate amount of their bullpen for the first two games. I think you take that. Um, obviously, getting on on their ace and getting on to their number two uh, was is always a good thing. But seeing these guys, and I think the bullpen game in, in game three um, only helps the Astros down the line even further because uh, after the bullpen game, it's a, it's a rookie lefty that pitched game one. So that was an, another time you got to see him. Um so the the Astros just they they make so many damn good adjustments once you start getting real actual at bats versus the arms, and so all in all in the split I think we we maximize the split if that makes sense. We sh- we should we should go into game five up three one. Yeah, I mean it's advantage. Yeah, you got it's, uh, Noah Syndergaard is starting game three for uh, yeah. for the Phillies. They should light him up. They've seen him a thousand, yeah, times. a thousand times with him being in LA and and or with the Angels and I mean they should absolutely light him up, absolutely yeah. light him up. And you yeah. have and you have a chance to jump on him early, I think, again and get that crowd out of it. Yeah. Um, and, and there's a big game pitcher in in Lance McCullers Jr. who's uh, on the road. It seems like all his starts are just on the road this year, and I mean. I would I would almost say the Seattle crowds and it was going to be louder than the Philly crowd. Um, and he just pitched in a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. So I, I think it's I think it lines up well. The Astros obviously it's now a best of five with three games in Philly. Uh, you just still won. It's back to Houston at least for a game six. Uh, but you got to feel good. Uh, obviously, two zero would have been a little bit better. But look, it's the World Series. The, you got you got dogs on the other side, and I just like how we're lined up right now. Yeah, it's, uh, correction. It's, what's up? Correction on that. Uh, the Astros actually only saw Noah twice this year. Uh, he pitched two games and went nine point one innings and allowed three runs. Mm. So he did decent. Yeah, not bad. Saw him twice. But I mean, I mean, you think of that, and then you think about what Nola did earlier this year to the Astros, yeah. and look what they did to him game one. Yeah. I, I think I think his stuff is is perfect for the Astros to face. Yeah. So uh, for for it being lined up perfectly, um, you've got 
you've got Lance McCullers Jr. And then you've got Christian Javier, uh, solidified starters. And then the Phillies are on the other side of it with center guard, probably going to be a bullpen game. And then who knows with the rookie, he could either come out and absolutely fucking shove or he'll shit the bed. I mean, it's one or the other, I think, well, with rookie. So, and, and I think we can segue in the Q&A because actually Brian's Q&A Brian's, up. Yeah, Larry the GM actually makes a really, really, really good point right here. If the Astros win game three and if they win big, he doesn't think Suarez will throw game four. Nola will. And I don't, I don't necessarily hate that because I think Thompson doesn't want to pitch Suarez if he doesn't have to. Uh, if they're up, yeah, he will. But if they're down, I think he'll he'll just he's old school baseball. I think he'll revert to you know my guys because Nola would pitch Nola would pitch on short rest, but that would be Wheeler's full rest for Game Five. Like I don't think they want. I think they're at that point they're going to try to maximize the games in Philly before it shifts back to Houston, and then they figure out Game Six and Seven. So Brian, I don't know what your what your opinion is on that. We'll just start with with Larry's question right there. Um. I think if – what was the question again? He doesn't think if the Astros win game three that they'll pitch – they'll move up Nola to short rest for game, game four, four instead of Suarez. Hmm. I mean, I can see that. But then again, I mean, it's – Would they, you rather – They also hit around Nola. Would you rather take the chance? I mean, it, I, I okay, here's, here's where – okay, here's where I'm – I don't know if they would do that because you have to think if Noah Syndergaard – for some reason, only goes three innings, you're going to have to stretch out your bullpen. And then yep. if you use Aaron Nola in game four on short rest, you're going to stretch out your bullpen. You're fucking yourself. So you would probably try to take the odds of throwing your your lefty, your your rookie Suarez and ride you him. You can at least go five. As, right, yeah, as, ride him as long as possible. I mean, either uh, way. They're in a, they're in a tight spot. Yeah, they're in they're a tight gonna, spot yeah. because they're going to have to stretch their bullpen. They're yeah, going to have to. It, and I, cause I get it. Cause it'd be three days rest and then that would be game four. Then Wheeler would be full days rest game five. So you're at least maximizing one of your guys. No, Wheeler would be on short rest. <clears throat> I think it'd be, Wheeler a day. would also be on, he'd be, he'd be on three days rest as well. Yeah. He'd be a day shy. Oh yeah. He would. He'd be yeah. Days. Because yeah. Cause they'd have to, man, I, I, on it. I think they, I think they fucked it up by not going Wheeler game. I, 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 I do too. really do. I don't understand why, why they didn't. I, I still, I mean, I get it. Like, because what he would have been, it gave him another day. Why would you not want your ace starting game one? It's just a, well, he would he would have been on short rest for game one. But like for what four days rather than five or no, no three he, days? No, no, no. Wheeler would have Wheeler would have had. They gave him an extra day. An extra day. He would have he would have been on no, normal rest. They gave him his numbers were better on his sixth day than right, his then, fifth day. as opposed uh, to the fifth. Correct. That's why I, just, I, that's I why still, I fuck, dude, it's the World Series. Fuck that. You got to have your guy going. You got to got. Now you're kind of screwed up. So, it, it, like I said again, if Syndergaard only goes three or four, you're stretching your bullpen. If for some reason you want to start Nola in game four, that's going to be another bullpen game. And if you lose that, yeah. then you're fucked for game five. I think overall the Astros have have the advantage. It's it's gonna everything is gonna come down to the Phillies bullpen. I think. I, and also the Phillies, the Phillies batters. I, I have to give them props on this before we go back to Q and A. Um, they take fucking hacks. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've, their approach is just like we're swinging out of our shoes, and I love it. Like as a baseball fan, like they didn't shorten their swings. They were just like, this is who we are. Look at me. 
this is who I am. Love me for who I am. And we're going to take hacks. That's what it felt like. And, and I respect the hell out of that. And so, um, man, it was just some, like, even in the last inning, like Segura's hacks in the ninth against Presley, who's just spinning, absolute spinning bullets. I was just like, this is, this is absurdly awesome. This is absurdly awesome. Yeah. What else, what else we got Q and a wise. This is from Axe. Uh, have we really seen the best of what the Phillies pitching can do? Um, I think their bullpen is still very deadly with Alvarado and, and Sir Anthony. So um, I, I think I mean, we've, we've seen the best from their starters. That's for I mean, sure. The fact that their bullpen hasn't a lot of run yet. I think that's the best they can do right yeah. now. Obviously the best you can do is not allow, allow, yeah. not allow a run, but I don't think that holds up. But also we hit the, we hit the hell out of the baseball really hard. We had a lot, a lot of outs. Yeah. Um. Late in the game, obviously they didn't really, they didn't find a spot. But um, I mean, game one too, they had multiple of those late innings with runners in scoring position. Yeah, I like, like I said earlier, like you maximize opportunities. Uh, these guys get better and better when they face them. What else? Oh, all right. Uh, yeah. Is the Philly crowd more hostile than the Dodgers in New York? I don't think so, but I'd like to know y'all's opinion. I, I mean, at, at this point, to me, it doesn't matter where they go. Mm. It doesn't matter. Everyone hates the Astros. Yeah. It will always be that way. They've played in some of the most hostile crowds. Uh, the Bronx, the Dodgers. Shit, they were... Des, when me and you were there in Colorado for the snow game, they were ripping into them from all over the place. So it doesn't yeah. matter. Philly's going to be wild. It, it know, will be wild because they haven't Philly's been there be loud. Yeah. Yeah. in a while. But it's going to be nuts. It, I don't think it'll make a difference. There's no. there's not a better time with the offense heating up on the front end and having Lance, Lance McCullers Jr. pitching behind yeah. that to take that crowd out of it. I mean, they're going to be loud regardless of the World Series and, and they're right. fanatics and they're, and they're loud, but um, it's not like the Cueto chance and, and I, I think the Pirates, you know. I think yeah. if they win the, the first five innings, they win the game. What a hot take, man. Um, <laughs> if they score more runs, if they, they score the more runs, I just, mean, I, just mean, get. I just mean if they go into the the sixth inning with a lead, it's theirs. Yeah, they're gonna they'll hold it. <clears throat> Altuve, Jordan, Bregman, and Tucker all heating up. This is from Astros Locker. Are the Phillies fucked? But spelled P H U K E D. Yes, they are. Play words. Clever. Yes. Yeah. Uh, offense. Get- the offense. Those guys. Those guys. Yeah. If yeah. if. if Altuve continues to swing it like the last two games, then yeah. Good luck. Uh, I'm, calling, I'm calling a Jordan bomb off of Noah. Ooh, I like that. I like that. I'm going to say, like I'll it. say, I say Briggs gets another one. Um, what are the chances to get a Hensley sighting? That's from JP. Shout out the Rockets. Shout out Summit Boys. What does he say? You have to wait. <laughs> yeah, you just have to wait. I, I don't, I think what we'll see from Dusty to get Hensley in at bat will be a late inning pinch hit. And that's it for this. Yeah. I, I mean, right now the DH spot is a black hole and it Do it, does, does your Don play left and probably not. Yeah. Probably not. I don't, I don't think so. No, I yeah. think you'll see Diaz in left Mancini should uh, look. Mancini's numbers are abysmal to put it to you lightly. He should not see another at bat the rest of the world series Diaz gives you, if you're looking at just Diaz and Mancini Diaz gives you a better opportunity for production. Um, and unless you're going to go with Hensley as left field or DH, then it's going to be Diaz and, and, uh, Jordan as DH left fielder. 
Look, I would love Hensley in the DH. I think starting as a rookie on the road in Philly yeah, was probably not the most optimal start. But like, look, it can't get any worse than what it is. And yeah. if if you're not starting Jordan and left, obviously Jordan's your DH. Um, look, Hensley, we've seen it on, on a short sample size, but even his outs are productive. He's grinding at bats. He's he's working pitch counts. That's all you can ask for to maximize your outs if you do uh, do get out. So. Uh, I look Dusty loves Hensley, so it's it's not a Dusty it's not a Dusty call. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> Who's winning MVP for the Astros? And tell me why it's not Tuck. This is from Flagrant Three Jerry. I mean, he's your leader in your clubhouse right now, right? Yeah, two bombs, uh, fifteen hundred OPS. Yeah, Briggs is right there uh, as well. So, I mean, there's a lot of baseball to be played. You, you get a you get a, a if, if this goes six and Framber closes it out. I mean, he's Hell, he's your MVP. So yeah. there's a lot of baseball left. A yeah, lot of baseball. There's left. too much. Yep. There's like four or five guys. There's a lot. I, there's a lot more moments to to be had yeah. on both I, sides. On both I, sides. I said um, on Friday that Alex Bregman wouldn't would win MVP for the World Series, and I'm sticking with it. Wow, man! I can see it. <laughs> Was Game One a wake up call he to froze. some things? Dead's froze. What, what did he say? I'm frozen. No, no, no you good. were. What did he say? I just said that's a good call, man. No, he didn't. Josh, what did he say? Josh giggled. He, he said, "He said, he said, wow, oh, man. <laughs> uh, okay. It was a good call. I mean, I've been saying it since, you know, the DS. But was game one a wake-up call to some things, or I'm just revisionist history over here? This is from RJ Ochoa, who's actually covering the Cowboy game right now. So shout out for the question. Um, I got the Cowboys game on right now. I don't I think game. Wake up call. I don't think a wake up call. I think no. it was just it, it spoke volumes of how they carry themselves. They never get too high, never got too low. Like Brian said, he was in the locker room, and, and it was just like, all right, we're on the next one. Turn the page. Yep. I don't think they're dumb enough to expect the Phillies to be easy. Like they Dude, got what they got what you expected out of Philly. You know, Miramuto, Schwarber putting up good at bats, hitting doubles. Like that's that's what you thought you might get. I think you would have seen years teams of years pass let this affect them in game two yeah, more than this year because you have your Cy Young, you're up five, nothing. Yeah. You're at home and you, and you got punched in the mouth. Let's call it, call, yeah. call it what yeah. it is. You got punched in the mouth, but the team responded and it was a must win game and they, and they won. So um, I think you, that's why this team is just different. It's built different, man. There's just too much October experience in that clubhouse. Just too yeah. much. And there's also like not to be, understated is Christian Vasquez is in that locker room. Uh, Will Smith is in that locker room. Both of those guys have a lot of postseason experience. So you add that into an already core group that has so much October experience. It's like, it's like what I heard those guys say after game one. Yeah, they do. They're a good team. They got big bats. They have a good pitching staff. We got beat. We look to tomorrow. It's just yep. one game. So I don't think yep. it's a, what was the original question? Was it, Wake, wake up, call. up call. Wake up call. I don't think it was a wake up call, like like you guys said. It's not a wake up call, but it's it's um it's a punch in the mouth. Yeah, definitely. You got you got punched in the mouth. How do you respond? Yeah, and they won. Fight. They won round one. We won round two. Yeah, fight. It's, it's, a the slow, world, it's, it's, it's the World Series, man. Yeah. Um, we got three more questions here. Uh, this is from this is from postseason Berto. Uh, hello, long time listener, second time caller here. When, what can Verlander do to get a postseason win? What do you think is the issue? His mentality being in the spotlight or just bad luck? I'll hang up and listen. A little of everything. I think. I think it's 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 um 
dude, I still, and again, I don't want to rehash it. <laughs> I don't want to have to go back to game one. But, dude, it's it's like, um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I don't know. It he, dominated, he dominated going into the fourth inning. And then yeah. it's just like a little dinker here, uh, a barrel here, a double here, and then it just all falls apart. Do you think it could be calling? Like, again, a little predictable with the the – Pitch calling. I mean, he did leave a couple curveballs up too. Yeah, yeah that, that that's matter. the whole thing. I think for me, for some reason, the execution just wasn't there in that inning. And that's going to happen in outings. And it happens, right? It happens in outings. But now that we're in the World Series, everything is magnified, especially with Justin Verlander's pass where he doesn't have a World Series win. So everyone's going to be like, of course you can't win in the World Series. Of course do, you can't. Do it you? Is, it is kind of wild. It's kind of wild that arguably the two best pitchers of our generation, Kershaw and Verlander, just not not good in the World Series. <laughs> it's it blows my mind because and they're you, obviously Hall of Famers. And like, that is that is why people are gonna be like, what the hell are you talking about? That's why baseball is the most beautiful game in the world. Yeah. Because you have two of generational talents in Clayton Kershaw and Justin <laughs> Verlander, and they're not good in the World Series. Like at the pinnacle. At the very top of the goal that you want to get to every single year, and they don't pitch well in the World Series. Game five, do you have a short leash on him? Hundred percent. Verlander. Yeah. So you guys think like, they're going to go with Verlander? Do you? No, they will. Yeah. Game five. Yeah. 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 He'll okay. be on full rest. Yeah. Well, me and me and uh, uh, me and Michael Schwab were talking about um, who would you would you take a chance on throwing Urquidy? Mm. And so for me, this this is this was my mindset on it. Likelihood of Verlander going game five, probably pretty good. Me, depending on the series, why not throw Rikidi and see if you can get five solid from him? That lines up Verlander for game six. And if you need a game seven, who's pitching game seven at home? Framber Valdez. And I know that's yeah, another but, question but in the Q&A. Then you're, you're, then you're choosing between McCullers game seven or Rikidi game five. Yeah, so you're, yeah. you're wasting oh, well, yeah. you're wasting a McCullers. Yeah, there. I think I think you get you, uh, if you do that, you get you got way too cute, and we're having a different conversation. Do I, I think mean, Jose Urquidy's capable of throwing Game Five? Oh, yes, yeah. he's three and zero, hundred percent. I would have him ready out of the pen. I'd have him yeah. and Luis ready if, to if go. JV is having similar trouble in the third. You have Urquidy ready. So to, if it's if it's in. Verlander Game Five, then absolutely, there's a short leash, and it's going to be Verlander. Like I think there's no question about yeah. it. Yeah. But it's you have to have a short leash. Yeah. yeah, and I also, you have, shortly, you have somebody ready. Isn't that crazy that we're having this discussion, though? Like, think <laughs> yeah. about that. Like, think yeah. about what we just discussed. Yeah, there. It, it might be a little bit of a stretch to say, oh, Urquidy could go game five, but is it really... It's not out of the realm that, of possibilities. Right? Yeah. Like... Yeah. <clears throat> I, I think I, it's just he he's not... His age is catching up to him a little bit to where when he is in that trouble, he can't just ramp up 99. You see... I would, I would, I would, I would say, at, even with that being true, I want you to beat me with my fastball. It was, it was curveball, 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 slider, curveball. Like, and it was, yeah. I'm not slowing my, and they had three great innings. I'm going to go back and rewatch the game today, game one, because, because we won game two and I have the, I'm now happy to watch game hurt one. It. Yeah, it doesn't hurt as much. <clears throat> but it's it just, if I, I want the fastball. Like, it, beat me with my fastball. I don't want the Castellanos ass out, throw the barrel. You know, like obviously yeah. he hung some other ones. Like, if you're gonna beat me, I'm you're beating me when I'm throwing my fastball. And um, 
we'll see. I'll, I'll go back and watch it. But yeah. at the end of the day, like he's going to have to step up. He's going to have to step up in a game five. Like yeah. all roads lead to Justin Verlander throwing game five. Yeah. Last two questions this is from Samson. Do a little uh, rapid fire. Got a couple yeah. minutes left. Yeah. Do you see the Astros moving on from JV after the season, given his struggles? I'm in the front office. I'm confident moving on and having Framber be the new ace. I don't think those. Uh, Unless the price is ridiculously high. I don't think those, like, because he's having Framber, do you move on from JV? I, I think if Justin Verlander wants to be an Astro, he's going to be Houston Astro. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, because and I still Frank, think I still think I still think you bring him back. Yeah, yeah. Um, last question from W Fitz Austin ninety four. If this goes to seven, how likely would we see Valdez again? I would put all my trust in him. Only season I have watched every game, and when he's on the mound, I have absolutely hundred percent faith in him. Well, he's your game, probably your game six starter uh, yeah, because good. you have Lance McCullers Jr. lined up for game seven um, with him going game three. So uh, obviously having Valdez on the mound at home and getting a potential game six um, is huge. <clears throat> and I think a game seven winner take all you have, you, obviously you're throwing everyone you have Lance, then yeah. you have Javier on three days rest. You have Luis, your Hunter Brown, you know, and then obviously the ball. Oh game, yeah. Well, so. I didn't even, we haven't talked Hunter Brown. hasn't come into it. Hasn't game even yet. seen anything. Yeah. Hasn't even seen anything yet. So uh, that's all of the Q and a um, thank you guys for, for dropping those in. But uh, series is one one, and it yep. shifts to Philly, and it's best of five now. Got to feel pretty good with Lance McCullers and Christian Javier on the mound for the next two games. So we'll be back in a couple of days for another uh, update. Josh, you want to get us out of here? Also, this a uh, programming note: we will be streaming. Is that some correct tomorrow, Josh? Streaming tomorrow night. We will be streaming on Twitch, on this YouTube channel, and on Twitter. We will be Perfect. watching the game together as a family. And then game four, we will be at Buff Brew. Um, yes for a watch party yes we will buffalo yep. bio brewing make sure make sure to follow the social medias at apollo hou yep all right take us out josh all right that's going to do it for this edition of beyond the diamond podcast here on the apollo podcast network thank you for listening this is josh we have des and brian and that's it peace did you write that down? Dude, you had to write that down. You wrote that down. You wrote that down. He wrote that down. We're making, like, we're making improvements. Yeah, comment comment like below and, and tell us that, you know, you agree with us Dude, that Josh wrote that down. That was good <laughs> stuff. That was your best one. Yet. Peace. Peace.